Hello and welcome to the Emmanuel Croydon podcast. At Emmanuel Croydon, we exist to be a community drawn together by our desire to know and follow Jesus. We long to become disciples of Jesus who are equipped to serve him in the whole of life, transforming families, communities and workplaces as we love God with heart, mind, soul and strength. We hope you enjoy this week's talk from the evening service. Thank you for joining us today. Grace and peace to you. One day Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. Now, a man crippled from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. So while the beggar held on to Peter and John, all the people were astonished and came running to them in the place called Solomon's Colonnade. When Peter saw this, he said to them, people of Israel, why does this surprise you? Why do you stare at us as if by our own power or godliness we had made this man walk? The God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, the God of our fathers has glorified his servant Jesus. You handed him over to be killed, and you disowned him before Pilate, though he had decided to let him go. You disowned the holy and righteous one and asked that a murderer be released to you. You killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead. We are witnesses of this. By faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see and know was made strong. It is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that has given this complete healing to him, as you can all see. Now, brothers and sisters, I know that you acted in ignorance, as did your leaders. But this is how God fulfilled what he had foretold through all the prophets, saying that his Christ would suffer. Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord and that he may send the Christ who has been appointed for you, even Jesus. He must remain in heaven until the time comes for God to restore everything 
as he promised long ago through his holy prophets. For Moses said, the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own people. You must listen to everything this prophet tells you. Anyone who does not listen to that prophet will be completely cut off from among the people. Indeed, all the prophets from Samuel on, as many as have spoken, have foretold these days. And you are heirs of the prophets and of the covenant God made with your fathers. He said to Abraham, through your offspring, all peoples on earth will be blessed. When God raised up his servant, he sent him first to you to bless you by turning each of you from your wicked ways. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Father God, we pray for Will as he comes to talk to us. Help our ears to be open to what you want to tell us this evening, we pray. And we thank you. Amen. Um, I don't know. But um, I'm sure the problem about inviting uh, more than one London City missionary is uh, time is, you know, we, we, we like to take our, our time because we're so enthusiastic. So I've only got a few minutes, but I just want to um, I say one of the wonderful things about being given this passage is it's one of my, my favourites. Um, I've been involved with homeless ministry. The Lord laid on my heart back in the early 1990s that I should come and uh, minister to the homeless community. And, um, and it was this. And, and, and I suppose if there's a title for this, sir, it's beyond silver and gold, even more precious. And, um, and, and just to condense what... I was thinking about sharing with you this evening. Um, This uh, meeting is a beautiful divine appointment. And here you have this crippled man who has sat down um, at the temple gate called Beautiful. Uh, The the temple gate, you know, they uh, give each of their gates, I think, names. Uh, I don't know the other ones. I've forgotten them. But here he's put to beg. And you'll notice he is outside of the temple because, of course, not um, uh, 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 having a cripple meant that he could not go in uh, to the temple, uh, which is thankfully far different uh, these days. But that prevented him. And yet he was there to beg for arms from people coming in to the, 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 the temple. And here we find... Uh, Peter and John, and they are coming to uh, go to the temple, and uh, he seeks arms from them. What I love about this is that um, Peter and John say say to him, look at them. And I I want to tell you, someone who's worked and ministered amongst the homeless community for so long, is that uh, most people, when they're begging, uh, you know, um, I don't know how you feel, is... Do you do the kind of lots going through your mind? When you see someone, uh, all of these different thoughts come through your mind of, should I give them, will I give them, I'm a Christian, I should, what should I do? And you have all of these multiple thoughts going through your mind that you pass, you pass by. And it's not, you know, there's no rights or wrongs to this. I do, um, I've just been creating a little begging workshop. This is by the side. Um, 
that uh, not that we should, you know, not London City Mission begging. Uh, what I mean is about how to uh, encourage us as Christians, how we interact with those who beg. But my advice on this is to do exactly what Peter and John is to say, to look at the man, to say hello. Uh, politeness costs nothing, does it? And if you're having a miserable day, even just someone as you pass by, you know, you can't give to, to everyone. But just acknowledging someone's existence, I think, is a great way of, of, of interacting. And if you do want to give, then that's, that's entirely up to you. But here we find that this man uh, receives Peter and John. And they say, look at us. And they have a gift. And it's an unbelievable gift. And if he had just had a coin, and I do wonder about this. If you think about it, if he had a gift of money, if, if they had had a coin to give to this man, then the whole of this next passage wouldn't have happened. But they have something greater. They say silver and gold have I none. But what we have in the Lord Jesus, we give you, stand up and walk. And this man immediately stands up and is able to walk. Um, some versions say, holding on to them, he, he finds his feet and is able to take his first step. Can you imagine the amazingness of this for this man? He has been uh, paralyzed since birth. He, he is over 40 now. And he's up on his feet. And what this reminds me is that when Jesus uh, comes, he fully uh, restores. So what has he done for this man? Well, this man now is going with Peter and John into the temple. He is now being able to walk and jump and leap and go with them into Solomon's colonnade. He, is to, he can take active part. His dignity is being restored to him. He is able to now uh, go about and, and help work for himself. I used to have a, a great, um, well, I, I'm so big-headed here, I, I used to say, call it a great, but my strap line uh, for running the, the Weber Street Homeless Centre is not just a hand out, but it's actually a help up. And we did two things there. We did practical ministry, which is still going on, but we shared the word of God. And that is very vital. And friends, I want to encourage you not to shy away. Yes, doing uh, practical good is really, really important to those in the greatest need. But actually, if we just stop at that, we fail. We fail. And, and, and what we need to do is to just do that little bit more and offer the Lord Jesus Christ. And I don't mean to offend anyone by saying, but I, I challenge you that, yes, we need to do great, good social works. And that should never stop. So we should never stop at, at being able to help someone. So I used to say, like, this Bible will not shoe someone. When I was 
walking on Oxford Street. But if I give them a pair of shoes that fit and are the right size and give them a gospel leaflet, share the, the, the scriptures with them, that is in tandem. And that is what I, 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 I'm passionate that people do both. If you are a Christian man and woman here tonight, I passionately believe that we should do both. Not to just stop in doing good, because actually we want to do a greater good, which is to declare Christ. Uh, we have something so beautiful within us. You know, when I was, I was saved on the 21st of February, 1991, and God brought me to my knees, and he changed my heart, uh, and he completely turned my life around. And, and, and so therefore, you know, I, I cannot keep that to myself. I don't want to. I want to say, this is this beautiful Jesus who has restored me and is making me new, just as he makes you. We become like this man here who has now found his feet, that he is uh, uh, being a new creation. He is now, the old life is going, and he's got a new life. And what happens here? Well, it does something amazing. It allows then Peter to speak to the onlookers because they go, isn't this amazing? He used to sit there. And now Peter takes the opportunity to speak to those who are, 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 are there uh, looking at, at this event. And they clearly point to Christ. So in all our things, we must point to Christ. It is not us, but it is Jesus. So they clearly say, why, why do you say, you know, look at us as if we did something amazing? You know, yes, you've seen this man stand up, but it is Jesus. It is Jesus that has done this. And, um, and then further on, I'm going to speed this just a little bit further on. They, they use the you know, they, they preach and share, and they say, uh, you acted, brothers and sisters, in ignorance. You didn't realize that this was the one promised, the Holy One. So um, this morning I was sharing uh, from uh, Genesis, and so we have the beginnings of the covenant from God, and it works right way through, and that covenant, and it comes out to the end of uh, salvation, and then when the coming of the Lord comes again, uh, whether we are here or whether we have gone to sleep, uh, he will come again. And so it is this declaration they make to the people that we must repent and we must believe. Uh, we cannot be ashamed of the gospel, and particularly in days like these, where, uh, you know, the, you know I, I've stopped really doing social media and everything. It kind of winds me up. Uh, uh, there's great things about social media, but I, I, a lot of, you know, comments, and I just say, nah, I just, I want to just enjoy. I'm nearer, nearer glory at this stage in my life 
than ever before. And I think I do have time for that kind of nonsense. So just to um, glorify God through us. We are called to be believers 24 So Peter and John was just doing their natural Christian thing when they walked up and they offered this man a hand and talked to him of their saviour. They were just going about their daily business. And isn't that what we are to be as well? We are to just, as we go about our daily business, we are to live Jesus. We are to uh, be able to share in, in gentleness, in kindness. There's that great verse, it slipped from here. But we do so, and this is very important, with respect and gentleness. We don't bless. So when I was first saved, I have to tell you, well, I'm from the Highlands of Scotland. Uh, we're quite blunt. And I was shamefully quite blunt um, with it. Uh, a bit over blunt. Nothing wrong in what I said, but I could have put it with a little bit more grace and gentleness. But I was excited. Um, that excitement is great as well. Uh, but we learn to do so with gentleness. Don't hide what Jesus has done. So if you have met with this same Jesus, who has fully restored, who fully restores, who makes you new, who forgives your sin, who gives you a new joy, who gives you a new peace, then don't hide it under a, 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 a lid, but let it shine. Let it be that as you uh, work, as you uh, do go about your daily business, as you make uh, your, your life, that people see something different. And I'll just end with this, is the homeless would come into Weber Street. Patrick's uh, wife does the, the cooking there at, at Weber Street, and she's amazing. Everything we do there, we do to reflect Christ. And people feel it. Men and women who come into there think there is something so different from all the other day centers. This is not boasting. We boast in Christ. There is a presence there that they know. The actions of the men and women that work there shine out so that, so that they don't even need to sometimes say, you know, I'm a Christian. It is just self-evident, and it reflects, and so it prompts questions. Um, this is not quite what I was going to say to you, but I want to encourage you. Uh, this whole strategy of our mission is to help us each one be mobilizers. We are each disciples. We might not be great orators like Peter, but certainly not, but we have something in us that we can share that hope and that trust and tonight if that's not you if you think what is this guy going on about well i encourage you to seek him out to look for yourself at the claims of jesus christ this word does not lie if you ask 
he will hear. And that's the, I, I used to say to, to my team, I promise the homeless nothing because they have been so let down before uh, broken promises. I, I come from uh, being fostered myself and it is a line of broken promises from every kind of adult that I had. But God kept his word. God is the one that we can trust. His son came that we might have life and life to its fullness. Uh, brothers and sisters, I pray that, that uh, as the Westminster Catechism says, uh, our chief aim of man, or chief aim of person, I suppose the way we say it now, is to glorify God and, do you remember it? And enjoy him forever. And I just leave you, and may God add his blessing to that. Um, it's just as well I can't even see the clock. So uh, I've gone over, uh, but there we go. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Emmanuel Croydon podcast. For more information about our church and everything we have going on, visit our website, emmanuelcroydon.org.uk. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram to see